I called for an appointment today. When I was speaking to the receptionist, she said that the earliest appointment that I could have was 10th May, two months from today. And I was like, what? And then I thought, okay, let's try to lower my voice, relax my muscles and talk to her in a calm voice. Like if I was talking to you for these audio logs and see how that affect. I spoke to her for about 10-15 minutes and then we came to a conclusion or we agreed. Well, I don't think we agreed, but I guess we agreed. She said that after looking carefully in the system, she could find for an appointment on 10th of April. A month from, a month earlier than what she said, but still a month from today. 10th April. I mean, it's not that bad, but I guess that would do. Good morning to Five Minutes Thoughts, Coconut here. I st- I'm still unsure if I want to talk about, or if I still want to name it Five Minutes Thoughts, or change it to Life of a Coconut. Please comment below. I know there isn't a really good way to comment on Spotify or other platforms that you listen using to listen this. However, I'm also publishing these things on YouTube. So I guess we could interact there. And I really want to have your feedback. So let me know. How do I sound? What's the quality? Is there a topic that you would like me to, to talk about? Is there something that I'm doing is very annoying and you would like me to improve on? Let me know. I want to have these feedbacks. In, the, in today's audio log, I want to talk about automation. Before I start on automation, I have to give you a bit of backstory about me. I've always been passionate about tech. I've always looked into it. I've always consumed a lot of media, articles, YouTube videos, blog posts to learn more about it, learn more about day-to-day tech that is coming out. Now, I never had any end goal about it. I just research on them just because they interested to me a lot. My family and friends have seen that I always had this, um, how do you say in Italian, manualità or handability, manuality. Like I had the um, touch for tech. So they always used to come to me for if something needed to be fixed, if they needed advice on tech. And things like that. You know, I never thought I would be able to make tech into my career or anything like that. Until what happened was two years ago, I was applying for year in industry for my internship. And I applied so many aerospace jobs. Didn't work out with me. Some of them, they called me for an interview. Some of them ignored me. But that's a totally different story. What gave me a job was the company where I did my internship as a digitization and innovation engineer in the R&D. It's a fancy term, but what actually it is, it's you're a tech advisor, but not like what you'd see on YouTube, like uh, someone reviewing a product and telling you this is good and this is bad. But more of, here is our manufacturing process. Here are some of the challenges. Is there any tech out there that could solve it, that could automate it, 
that could simplify it, that could assist the person working in the production line. And that's what my main role has been. I've researched more into tech. And it never felt like a job to me because it, it felt weird. Someone was paying me to do what I would do in my free time, if that makes sense. Well, not necessarily on the thing that I would see on consumer side. Also, I have to clarify, there are two type of type of techs. There is industrial tech and consumer tech. I've always been interested in consumer tech because that's what was more, I would say, something that would actually benefit my life. But then I started venture out in industrial tech and that's a whole new world. There's a lot more customization going on and it's just wild. Also, having that exposure allowed me to see consumer tech from a different perspective. Sometimes you'd see on blog posts and things where they would criticize something and then you're like, yeah, but it is not ad like it may have been advertised so openly that it feels like consumer tech, but it isn't consumer tech. An example would be Apple Pro, uh, their I not iMac, their Apple Mac Pro, the um, desktop machines. They're not really for consumers. They're really very much into like industry. And of course, there is the whole shenanigan. I'm sure all of you have seen the meme on the Apple, their most recent Apple display XDR, where they were selling a stand for a grand, a thousand pound. I have to say, the price is stupid. I agree. There is nothing to deny on it. And something that you have to understand is in industry, most of the time we have certain things that are set. For example, if I have, most of the people would have multi setup, uh, multi monitor setup. And very unlikely is that we keep our monitors on the stand. We usually have monitor arms so that we have more clear desk space. And for that, the stand is not really necessary. But I have to say, thousand pound, stupid. But it's from a solid piece of aluminium. The material is very expensive. The machining, the job to create it, very expensive. It's more of a luxury product, let's put it that way. It's not even like, I, I can't put the excuse of it is used in the industry. Only excuse I can put on is, or it's not really an excuse on the inside that I can give you is in industry, most of the time, we never buy like monitor with a stand, we just buy a monitor because we already have our setup. We just upgrade different components of our setup over the period of our job at that place. Anyway, instead of rumble, I rumbled about it too much. Let's talk about it. Automation. Automation is when you can automate a job. I, I looked at synonyms for automate and there is one particular one that I guess is true. Fact is a fact, but I really, I don't really like it. It's called dehumanize. I mean, yeah, I get, I guess I understand you're 
trying to do build a process where you have don't have to put much of the pro, uh, input and most of it is handled by a machine but still like dehumanized it i mean there's a whole debate on philosophical concept about it but still come on anyway so to make this audio log and to uh, let's think of this audio log as a final product to reach to this final product we'll have a raw material and then we have to elaborate this raw material to a final product and we'll have to supply this final product let's talk each of the steps i think there are four main steps recording raw material editing creating thumbnail this i would say uh manufacturing production and once they are finished your final product comes out and then publishing would be supplying now let's look at where i can automate each of the sections for recording i don't know how much i can automate because there isn't a whole lot that i'm doing i'm just turning on my iphone put uh, turning on or opening the voice memo apps and just start recording it yes i let's not go deep on it on what i'm using anyway for recording there isn't much i can do however there's some things that i could do that could ease my process of recording and that is most of the time because i'm doing this at the end of the day i get confused what i wanted to say what i have to say i think it would have been better if i do notes throughout my day by notes i don't mean like writing a script more about putting bullet points of the things topics that i want to touch on and talk about i guess for example one place that i could do this is um i don't know if you guys know there's this app called forest that allows you to concentrate so that you can put a timer and like if you when you put a timer it grows a plant and if you exit the app it kills the plant and your garden looks shit so it it is more about like a game but you have a timer and you can't exit the app so because you can't exit the app well you can but if you did so kill the plant if you exit the app and went to social media your plant will be killed hence you don't go out you get the point so i usually do in 20 minutes chunks because i have a specific learning disability i can't concentrate for more than that and i do in 20 minute chunks and between those 20 minute i always take breaks i guess if all of those every 20 minutes i just noted down my thoughts or I, i guess at any point i always have a notebook next to me that where it's not really a diary i just write down things that i need to remember or things that needs to be done for the week i think if i started writing some of the bullet points throughout the day then the moment of my recording i can focus about or focus on me talking and delivering and using or focusing on how i'm talking what tonality i'm using how am i expressing more about focusing on my speaking exercises rather than like what content i want to talk about i guess that could be done 
and for recording I don't think there is much to do. Now for editing, I think there are a few things that I do on editing. On editing, at the beginning I used to chop off parts of my audio because I used to rumble about many things and I used to feel very insecure. I used to do a lot of ands, ums, and things like that, those annoying words. So I used to try to get rid of them. But as I'm doing it more and more, I feel more confident about these things. So I don't chop off many of the stuff. Only thing I chop off is because I put the socks on top of my iPhone, I have to press record and put the socks on. So I just chop off that initial bit or and the final bit while I'm putting on and removing the socks from the phone so that you're not listening to those horrible noises. So th that's one thing that I do on editing. I guess because I don't know how long I make them, although I call them five minutes, they're not really five minutes. So I can't say take off this certain amount of time. What I can do, I apply certain filters on top. For example, I remove my uh, background noises so that uh, there isn't much noise left. And I equalize my voice. If you start using Audacity with the software that I use for editing, you'll realize that once you put, even if it's well balanced, your voice on the item that you're recording, once you import it and you go to export it, what uh, Audacity does is flattens all the highs, mids and lows. So my voice tends to have a low and high, like it has a dominancy in high and low. So I set the gains for those. And I guess for that, I could put them in a preset or like a, how do you say them? Yeah, they're called preset or template. And also um, normalize the noise so that because at certain point I'm talking very loudly, certain point, at certain moments, I'm talking very in a low volume. So instead of, um, I always apply this filter that equalizes or normalizes the noise levels. So those three are the thing that I apply. So I guess I could have them as a template where I can just import my audio and those templates will already apply. So I guess that would be my first, um, automation. The second automation is, of course, on creating thumbnails. Now, I know my thumbnails look stupid, silly. What I do for my thumbnails is I draw them on Apple Notes and then I use PowerPoint to edit them because I don't have any Photoshop's and I don't have Photoshop skills or any image editing. Well, I do have image editing skills, but they're not for from Photoshop. So I can't do that. I use PowerPoint. For PowerPoint, I know what I need to do. Same again, create a template that has already the background set, the shadows set, the text already there, where I just need to increase by a number. Like for example, today's episode seven, I will have to increase by episode 18, like 
one number up ahead. I guess I can just create that and just import the picture that I've drawn on my uh, iPad. So I guess those are the two automation and the other one for publishing. Now for publishing, I don't know how to do it because I use this platform called Red Circle. If I upload it there, it will upload everywhere on all the podcasts of all the podcast platform, but it doesn't upload to YouTube. To upload it to YouTube, I need to have about, I think, 500 downloads a day. So like um, how Red Circle classifies your performance or your views is as how many times people would download your podcast. And I think you need to have either 500s in a day or in a week. And I'm nowhere near that. I think I have two or three downloads a day. So yeah. And so I guess bread circle easy there, but it's then doing it on YouTube that I have to do it twice. So I don't know if there is a way that I can automate this second process or on how I can directly publish it on YouTube. Or I guess I will have to wait until I reach 500 downloads a week or a day. I can't remember what the exact statistics. But yeah. Now, why have these automations? As you already know by now, if, or if you're a new listener to my audio logs, I'm, my main goal from these audio logs is to be able to speak clearly and fluidly for five to 10 minutes, to be able to, well, in the long distance, something that I was talking with Helena and I realized in the long distance, at some point, I want to be confident and I want to be able to master my voice in a way I can't sing. I don't have the voice to sing, according to my opinion. However, I want to be able to put up, um, I would say like a radio show type of thing where I take you through a journey on a story, something like that. I don't want to exactly narrate something where I'm reading a script, more of here's this random bullet point, or not random, here's the bullet points and I'm going to talk about them. So that's something that I want to do in the far future and to be able to stream it live while I'm doing it and then publish them all over. I think what I would like to do is stream it on Twitch and then save the video and then upload it on YouTube and save the audio and upload it on Red Circle so it is available in all three mediums. That's something that I would like to do, but that's in the far distance. I want to do have this tiny little automation just because sometimes it feels very painful, the process of creating those other things where it doesn't give me the full time or concentration on the creativity of the content that I want to talk about and how I am expressing them. So I don't think automation as anytime soon taking over humanity, but you have to see automation as more like an assistance to your job. There are some jobs that will be fully automated. Yeah, there is no denial on that. But in some processes, like a creative one like this, 
well, quote-unquote creative, like this. There, these tiny little automations will help me accelerate my production so that I can focus more on the content and then build a pipeline where I can just put my raw material and it will come out as a final product the way I would like to have it. So yeah, this is my two cents on it. If you have, oh, let's look at it. Wow, 20 minutes. If you're, if you have reached so far, a salute to you. You've been managed to listen to me for about 20 minutes. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you soon. Bye.